It's Friday the 2nd of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Shadwicker filling in for Tim Gilbert who is sailing his way <laughs> across the strait to New Zealand, uh, probably on a luxury yacht that he owns uh, and enjoying himself very well. I'm here with Shane Lee who's a bit dusty this morning though, aren't you Shano? I'm not sailing, I'm sinking. I feel <laughs> horrendous. We had our Afternoon Sport Christmas party yesterday at Hodjo's Bar. Yeah, and I feel right. terrible, mate. I feel terrible. You have to carry me today, Shad. Oh, mate. Honestly, what'd you do? How many shots were you getting? Were you in the tequilas or what? What were you doing? Oh, we had some good red wine, plenty of gin, uh, lots of beer. Oh. Um, we had a paella, which is nice, or paella. Oh you yeah, paella. It. Yeah, Yum, very nice. Um, yeah, did some tacos and that. So it was good food. It was a good afternoon. Oh man, that's a good feed. I tell you what, like, yeah, I'm fancy man with your red wine. Okay, mm. nice. Nice, all That's right, it. fair enough. Um, I mean, I wouldn't touch gin. It makes me cry. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> it is Friday. That means Shane and I will be talking some NFL. We've got some NBA to talk about. I want to chat about Ben Simmons. He's injured at the moment, but are we seeing a renaissance to the to the former NBA All-Star? Uh, and we'll also be catching up with absolute legend. He's made of mine too. Melbourne comedian Luca Muller will join us to talk the FIFA World Cup and UFC. God, amazing moment this morning for Japan in the FIFA World Cup. I cannot wait. Let's talk about In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney's CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email Hello at afternoonsport.com. Uh, all right, Shano, let's talk about a divisive uh, NBA player. It's an Aussie, okay? It's a guy that we would love to hang our hat up on, but has been in and out. And honestly, he's only played, what, 10 games of basketball or something over the last two years? I'm talking, of course, about Ben Simmons. He is someone that we've been very outspoken about uh, in terms of you've said you're not a big fan of him, Shane. I know that. Well, uh, for a few reasons. I, th- I think he mm. may have had at the start of this season maybe a, a heart transplant and a bit of an attitude <laughs> adjustment, <laughs> which I think is really good. Um, but he's got a foot injury now. I th- he's just started to put a few games together and an injury yeah. comes along. So it's, it's not great timing for him personally. Yeah, the story of Ben Simmons has been interesting this year because obviously, you know, he'd spent a year off, mental health reasons. He left the 76ers. He came out to play for the Nets. And and I was one of them saying as well, I'm a Nets fan. I really thought he was on the trade block 
mm. for this year. Yep. I think he, he wasn't playing quite well. He kicked off the year with, you know, his shooting wasn't amazing. His rebounds were kind of there, but he wasn't what the Nets needed from a player. Yep. Other than that Portland game where he had 13 rebounds, that was pretty good. Uh, and then he kind of dropped off. But what we've seen up until this foot injury was he came back from being off with a knee injury and he has played some of his best basketball, I'd say, in the last three years in terms of of stringing games together. Some of the stats from Ben Simmons at the moment, he had a game which this sounds insane to mention this. He was shooting 100%. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it was eight from eight, but he shot 100%. He's got six, re- uh, six rebounds, three assists. He played against Portland. He mm. had 12 rebounds, eight assists. Wasn't that good shooting from the floor, but he didn't need to. He was, he was distributing the, football, uh, the basketball. Um, we had another game of 11 assists, seven rebounds, four from seven from the field. I mean, he's back into some kind of form. This knee injury is a concern. The Brooklyn Nets have come out and said they're taking it day-to-day as they do. He missed mm. the uh, Wizards game where they got up. But, you know, people want to talk about the two big names in this net side, obviously Durant and Kyrie Irving and how the the whole team leads for them, which is 100% true. However, since Ben Simmons has hit form, the Nets have been winning. Mm -hmm. And it makes you think, is Simmons becoming the player that this side was hoping he would become? And by that I mean it's rare you talk about a player going back to how they used to play and it not being a regression. But that's what they kind of want from Simmons. We Mm. want Simmons from the early, like the late teens of the 20 teens. You know what I mean? And I think we may be seeing that with Ben Simmons. Will it continue when he comes back though? Look, I hope so. The guy's got oodles of talent. We all know that. And um, look, he's had his issues in the past, but I think finally it, it, it just feels like from looking from the outside in that he feels more comfortable in his own skin at that, in, in that team. And where he's playing at the moment, so yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll get that injury right and come back. But uh, he's, he's showing glimpses of of the greatness everyone thought he he, he could have. Yeah, we do hope it continues. Mm. Let's look at the uh, NFL. We talk about greatness. A player that uh, has been iconic in the NFL. If you think of great moments, Odell Beckham Jr. is one of them. He caught the the helmet catch in the uh, mm. NFL Super Bowl. We remember that one. He's famous for his one-handers, and he obviously won with the Rams last year doing his ACL. He's been hot property in the NFL and uh, is visiting teams this week to decide who will get OBJ's performance. Keep, don't laugh. We all OBJ's love an OBJ, don't we? <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was. You can, we cannot rely on you to be mature for once, mate. Uh, we're, just, we're hoping to see which team will sign OBJ. At the moment, it looks like it's going to be either the Giants, his former team from those Super Bowl years, or uh, the Bills, who are looking mm, okay. great at the moment, or my team, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Who are you thinking where Odell Beckham will go? I already will go to the Cowboys, I think. I think he'll go to your oh, team. Yes. Yeah, I, I think yes. so, mate. And um Yeah, I uh, that that's my gut feeling. He's uh he, what what's he like off off the park? He's he's pretty sort of charismatic sort of guy, isn't he? Yeah, well, the thing about OBJ, which is fascinating, he's one of the few NFL players. They say that he's an NBA player playing NFL mm. because the NBA is a superstar league. You get your, your your shoes, your shoe deals, and all that. OBJ is one of the he was the first NBA NFL player to get a, a foot a shoe deal. Right. Um, he you know, he wears his chains. He wears different cleats every time he's on the <laughs> field. He's this he's a superstar energy, and I think I love that you've said it's my team, not just because it's my team, mm. but. Uh, he is of character. He's a superstar. And the Dallas Cowboys is where all the spotlight is. You know what I mean? Gotcha. They had yeah, 42 right. and a half million people watch their game the other week. Like, like you know what I mean? Jeez. Like, it's they are the place you want to be if you want to be in the spotlights. The biggest thing, mate, is money. 
This guy's going to ask for money and the NFL has got a hard cap. Will they be able to fit him in? I'm with you. I think that it's – well, I think it could be the Cowboys, but there's one little twist in this story Mm -hmm. though, which is the Cowboys are always linked to every big-name player and it's usually as used as a bargaining chip to get yourself more money. And I feel like after watching it happen several times – I wouldn't be surprised if he's wearing a Bills jersey at the end of this. Oh, I, reckon, I reckon all the way with OBJ. With uh, I, reckon, I, reckon, I reckon he will go to the Cowboys, mate, but <laughs> let's watch this space. We'll have to watch this space. One more thing in the uh, NFL, and I want to link this to your uh, illustrious career, Shana. Oh, wow. Have you ever played under someone, uh, probably a captain, that you were like, this guy sucks? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, a few times. Uh, Greg, Greg <laughs> Matthews was a New South Wales captain for a few years there, and uh, I still don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So a captain that couldn't unite the side yeah. because he was just a bit of a loser, that is essentially what is happening with the Denver Broncos at the moment. These guys mm. are a basket case. We spoke about at the beginning of the year. They traded all of their capital to bring Russell Wilson to their side to be this new quarterback that they need. This is a team that has had Peyton Manning win a yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, like, you know, they're, they're one of the great sides, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Elway is one of the other famous names that has won for the Broncos. But it is looking like things are all falling apart. Russell Wilson's teammates also teasing him in the media, <laughs> screaming in his face when he cannot score. This team, here's an interesting stat for you. The defensive side of the Denver Broncos is so good that they've kept all their teams to roughly, uh, on average, under 20 points, wow. right? Yep. But the Denver Broncos' offense has scored, on average, under 17 points. So it's he's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, big time. <laughs> no, they, they are a basket case and they'll get worse. And, and once the, the defensive side starts to turn off a bit as well, mm. they're in real big trouble. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating one there. What do you think, uh, Nathaniel Hackett's the coach? Uh, do you reckon he makes it to the end of the year? I mean, we've still got a little bit of time left in the NFL. Or do you think they pulled the plug on this coach almost immediately? Because they can't get rid of Wilson. They've given him so much money. He's there to stay. No, I think the coach will make it through to the end of the year, then he'll get sacked. Really? Yeah, I think he will. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll be another one to have to watch. Look, we're going to take a short break because it's a big thing we need to talk about. Luca Muller is going to be on next to talk UFC and this crazy World Cup. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Well, it is a Friday, which means we've got to catch up with Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. I wanted to do the Tim Gilbert. Oh, bloody, bloody hell, I love it's Friday, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to steal his thunder. When he gets back from sailing his yacht, drinking Don Perignon, 
with his cereal or whatever he's doing between here and New Zealand. He can come back and do it. But Luca Mullins, an absolute legend. <laughs> here to talk World Cup, dude. It has been insane yeah. what has happened this morning. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> night. I didn't think I could handle going back to back after seeing the Aussies the night before. But then equal amounts of drama last night. So good. So good. Uh, we across the results. What did we see? We saw in Group F, Croatia drew with Belgium, nil-nil, which meant that Belgium went home. Uh, <laughs> hugely dramatic for those guys. They'll be crying into their waffles when they get back. Uh, and then we saw Morocco put down Canada 2-1. feel a bit bad for Canada. They gave it their all this World Cup. First one in a long time, um, but just not really good enough to get across the line. So that means from that group, we'll see Croatia and Morocco go through. Very exciting stuff. And then, like you were just saying, crazy, crazy, crazy results. In, uh, in Group E there. We saw Germany playing Costa Rica mm. and Japan playing Spain. Uh, six goals across both of those second halves. And at different points, each of the teams were winning and at different points, each of the teams were progressing through to the round <laughs> of 16. But finally, we see Germany beat Costa Rica 4-2, but it's not enough because Japan pulls off an amazing win 2-1 against Spain. <laughs> Germans are out. Man, that's back-to-back <laughs> World Cups for Germany ah, to lose in very similar fashion. But I, I, um, I went to different World Cup, but I went to Japan for the Rugby World Cup, and they like they froth it. There's like some of the best sporting fans. Mm. They would be going mental right now for what the they were in the group of death. No one expected Japan to be able to get out of this group that had you know former World Cup winners Germany yeah. and Spain. And then to turn around and go, oh, we beat both of them with a second half comeback. <laughs> so like, good, it's insane. And and they'll clean your stadium as well <laughs> afterwards. What a great team! It also means that so far no team has more than two wins. So the mighty Socceroos equal top of the World Cup standings right now. Wow, wow, <laughs> boys! Can, can we beat Argentina? We need we need to channel Margaret Thatcher. We need to channel the Falklands. We need to blow those boats out of the fucking water when we play them. <laughs> How, how are we going to beat Argentina? I, I actually reckon, and, and this is here's my weird little theory. So Argentina, obviously, 36-game winning streak, then they lose to Saudi Arabia. What does Saudi Arabia and mm-hmm. Australia have in common? We both wear green. Last time they lost before that, they lost to Brazil. What does Australia and Brazil have in common? <laughs> we both wear yellow or gold, which is arguably better yellow, right? <laughs> so I reckon we've got the power of both. I think that we can win, but I think the only way we win is we go to penalties and we do what we love doing, okay. which is upsetting people in a penalty shootout. <laughs> I feel like that's how, the, the, how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much the move. We need to just park the bus, get every player to stand on the goal yeah. line and just ping shots <laughs> away for 90 minutes <laughs> and then 30 more it's, and then hope that maybe John Aloisi can come back for the penalties <laughs> we can get it done. It's really going to be a Ryan A. Like he's going to get peppered all day from Argentina. Oh, it's yeah. going to be – he did such a good job uh, like the other the other night, but, geez, it's going to be something else, the goals that are going to get flung at him from the Argentinians. going to be insane. Yeah, yeah. Suta versus Messi, two of the tight <laughs> – of world football go head to head at long last. <laughs> oh man! Oh, well, let's talk. Let's talk UFC. Hey, uh, you're excited about this weekend's card, eh? Yeah, yeah. Nice little card coming up this weekend. Um, so probably the best way to lead into it is the UFC has been working on it for months now, trying to get a return fight for John Jones. So if you don't know, he's probably the guy that most people consider to be uh, the goat. Was a light heavyweight champion for a long, long time, and he's taken a bit of time off to try to bulk up to get up to heavyweight. And so now that he's ready to go, they're trying to find a fight for him. And obviously the go-to fight should be a championship fight against 
Ngannou, but there's still a knee injury hovering over that one. And so uh, our boy, the shoey drinker himself, Taito Ivasa, no. might be able to put himself into a pretty <laughs> sweet position if he can pick up a win in his fight this weekend against Sergei Pavlovich. That means the timing would work out pretty well. The Jones fight, they're aiming for about March or so. So if Ty can get a win, and especially if he can look good, he has got a huge, huge payday uh, coming down the pipeline there. And there's wow. plenty of other good fights on the card as well. It's headlined by a great little uh, welterweight bout between Stephen Thompson and Kevin Holland, two very flashy strikers, two excited hey, Luca, guys. Luca, Luca can, you, can, can you be a UFC fighter with a name Kevin? <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> it's in the wrong sport. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's more of a professional coward punch sort of name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Welcome to the ring, Kevin. Kevin. Kev. <laughs> Kev's, Kev's got fighting experience, man, out the front of an IGA with himself. <laughs> um, mate, with this tour fight, like obviously this is setting him up for John Jones. How, like you say, he could figure it out. How realistic are we talking here that we could have the man with the shoe taking on <laughs> the greatest? Of it? Like, Is that really something that you could see Dana White in the UFC doing? Like he is exciting, but is that I can really see the John I can- Return? I can really see it. I think it's probably like third on their list. They would want Ngani first, and then apparently they're shooting for Stipe Miocic, former heavyweight champion. Right. But I can really see it because Ty is must see TV. Like the guy, yeah. pe- people, he gets eyes on the telly, you know. People need to see that guy. Uh, and I think they also would want to lean towards, you know, Jones getting a slightly easier fight, which, as much as yeah. I love Ty, that probably would be a bit of a warm up for him in the heavyweight division. So it's not off the table, I don't reckon. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to imagine. John Jones, one of the greatest athletes of all time, <laughs> against I don't know Ty, which just looks like your uncle at a barbecue. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh that's unreal. Well, until next week, Luca. Thanks for it, brother. Thanks, fellas. Talk to you soon. Well, that's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow, subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to Luca Muller uh, and also big shout out to Tim, of course, that he's out there. Uh, thank you to our sponsors too. Yeah, fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, big thank you to our producer, Dan Q. Makes it all happen. So we'll be back next week with more of your sport action and hopefully celebrating a Socceroos victory over Argentina. Yeah, have a good weekend, guys. I'm going to bed. Good night. You want something different for your next client event? How about a live podcast? The team at the Afternoon Sport Group love an audience, so why not add some star factor to your next occasion? Get the guys talking shop at your next event. For more information, email hello at afternoonsport.com.